Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So apparently, Wyoming is up for sale. Everybody is selling their property in Wyoming, and it all comes from divorce. What's her face? Kelly Clarkson got the go-ahead from the judge to sell her property through the divorce because that was a place for her and Hubby, and Hubby really wanted it. Yeah, Hubby really wanted it until she's going to be paying for it after the divorce, so no, I'm going to be selling it. But we find out now that Kanye, or yay as he likes to be called and it's not official yet uh although he's attempting to make it official is selling his property in wyoming he wants out now too amazing so his monster lake ranch went on the market for 11 million dollars property sprawls across six square miles of open land and tree studded hills and outcrops about six miles south of cody The property features a lodge, a commercial kitchen, equipment sheds, a horse facility, corrals, and a go-kart track. Yay! Now, the listing came days after West listed his seven commercial properties in Cody. So he's trying to dump the ranch and dump anything he had to do in Cody. He's had enough of Wyoming. I'm out. Have a nice day. I bought this to get away from Kim. Now, I don't have to. I'm away from her. (laughs) She's gone. We're done. It's over. So, you know, congratulations. Good luck to Kanye. And I hope it works out for them. And if you are looking, if if you thought to yourself, you know, you know, we should maybe move to Wyoming. Now would be the time. Plenty of property up for sale in Wyoming. Just saying. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I don't know what's happening with uh, Kanye's property or Kelly's property. I don't know if they need new trees or new shrubbery or new bushes. But now, through November 30th, go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Get you 15% off. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Now, why do I tell you that? When is the perfect time to plant trees and shrubs? Well, those big box store experts will tell you any time. Or, that's a great question. But the best time to plant is actually fall, which means now is the time to go to fastgrowingtrees.com. They say... The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. And for anyone looking to make up for lost time, it's planting season. Fastgrowingtrees.com is the only place to go. You can skip the big box stores and head to fastgrowingtrees.com. It's the world's largest online nursery. 
No more waiting in lines, messy cars, and digging through that lackluster selection. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants expertly curated to thrive in your area and delivered to your door in one or two days. So whether you're looking for shade, privacy, fruit trees, or just added color for your yard, every plant is shipped with well-developed root system ready to explode with new growth come springtime. I I, I love fastgrowingtrees.com. We had lost some shrubbery thanks to the winter freeze here in Texas. I thought that they were going to come back and uh knew no, uh they did not i kept looking like come on now come on you're gonna come back who's a good little shrub but you are come back nope so fastgrowingtrees.com there's no better way to buy trees or shrubs or plants for your home or yard fastgrowingtrees.com now through november 30th go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy for 15 percent off you you heard me the, the first time right plus they have a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee. means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. All the plants are grown and cared for by experts who have only one goal in mind, enabling you to enjoy living better and living greener, guaranteed. No matter where you live or your gardening expertise, Fast Growing Trees ships directly to you from their selection of thousands of high-quality shrubs, trees, and plants. Now through November 30th, go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. You're going to get 15% off. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Okay, so we know now that as there's an average of 36% of the U.S. workforce is back in the office now as of last week. Ten major cities... Uh, uh, that's according to the last study by Castle Systems of the 10 major cities. So it's the largest share of workers going into the office since the beginning of the pandemic. So I guess we are post-pandemic now, right? I don't know that there's I, – I mentioned it this morning on Pat. I don't think we have another variant really. We talked about that R1 and there's a, I think there's a couple of minor ones that have showed up. Uh, variants uh, from the Delta and the uh, what's the Alpha, right? It was Delta and Alpha, I guess. Yeah, something like that. But there's no major one now anymore, right? The, the rest of the are just oh, that's just just another little variant. Don't worry about it. But nothing big. So they're they're struggling to hang on to what's happening. And football season has not helped that for sure. I mean, people are seeing stadiums full of people and. There's a few people wearing masks in the stadium. Very few, though. However, we have all that. And yet we still have 4.3 million people who claim to have quit their jobs in August. That's what the Labor Department said. I mean, that's a pretty big number. It's 3% of the workforce. And they're mostly quitting from uh, restaurants, bars, and hotels. Then uh, seven hundred, according to this, seven hundred and twenty-one thousand left retail gigs. Seven hundred and six thousand ditched their jobs in professional business services, and five hundred and thirty-four thousand in healthcare and social assistance. 
So jobs are plentiful. We hear it all the time. There's a labor shortage, but nobody's working. Why is that? We're talking about uh, we're talking about backlogs of deliveries. I I think uh, what's his face. You know, the president of the United States, Biden. I think he's meeting with some of the big leaders today talking about all the uh, the backlogs in deliveries, backlogs in shipping. Oh, okay. Um, what's that going to do? Companies are saying, well, we're going to go to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you don't have people working, what does it matter that you have the lights on? We're open 24-7. The machines are up and running. Where are the people? Well, we can't find workers, but we're open 24-7. And I don't know how much more you can pay them. I know, what's his face, the president, Biden, pay them more. Oh, okay. I mean, how much is more? What What's more? What's going to get you back into work? We heard from FedEx not long ago that they're rerouting hundreds of thousands of packages a day just to get them delivered. Because they can't find enough work at a number of their warehouses. So, I, you know, get a job. Get a job. That's that's the motto. That should be what's-his-face's motto from now on. You know, uh, the president, Biden. That should be his motto from now on. America, get a job. Or I guess you could just sue somebody. I see where the uh, Democratic New Mexico governor... Michelle, how do you pronounce her name? Lujan, L-U-J-A-N. She's a governor of one of our great states here in the United States of America. I'm, I think that's right. Michelle Lujan. She is uh, now settling her crotch grab complaint for 150 grand. So I mean, look, for 150 grand, if the gov wants to spill a little coffee on me, and then reach down and, you know. Do a little grabbing. Okay. <laughs> I'm up for that. Wait, no. I mean, I'm okay with that. But apparently, <laughs> she's settling this lawsuit because um, uh, one of the re- they found out because of her financial documents that they broke into because it's a sexual harassment claim. Oh, okay. So what actually happened? Well, she poured a bottle of water on this guy's crotch in front of other staffers during a meeting and then grabbed his genitals through his clothes while she laughed. (laughs) And I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. That's horrific. Just horrific. I can't. I think it's horrible. So in today's world, the governor, I mean, in an open meeting, come on now. That's, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Dumb? Uh, at least you do something like that when you're alone. So you, you're able to have a little, a little, no, nah, that didn't happen. That guy's making it up. But you got people that, you're in an open meeting? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So apparently, according to the filings, uh, she scheduled payments of $87,500 between April and September, bringing the grand total to $150,000. So I guess she made a couple of payments to the guy, equaling $150,000. 
and she has denied the claims. She was in this big meeting. Of, I mean, so she, now at least people are saying, well, no way. We saw it. There's more than one. So you got to, do you believe the governor or do you believe, you know, an office full of people? Everybody's not getting 150 grand that I know of. I mean, is she paying off everybody in the meeting? <laughs> I'm just saying, as horrific as that is, and it is <laughs> horrific, um, if the governor looking for somebody to have a meeting with, call me. So Gabby is still in the news. She is still dead. Uh, don't, don't shake your head. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean, I'm sorry that she's dead. The boyfriend, while it looks like he did it, we can't find him. Where is he? Does he just, is he just wandering the woods? We can't find him. We got little kids wandering off after a couple days. They find them. They can't find this guy. So I don't know what's happening. Is he, you know, it's obviously it's been surmised that he is no longer alive, that he, you know, has taken his own life, but I don't know. I think he's out just, you know, wandering around the Appalachian trail, bumming cigarettes off of people. And someday he'll turn up. I don't know. We'll see. But I know they, the coroner announced the, you know, the details of, of her body or death and it's considered a homicide which you know backs the initial autopsy results and he said that uh they determined she died by strangulation but you know that's it that's what you're that's what you're getting from the coroner the coroner isn't you know quincy (laughs) another tremendous seven was that a 70s show probably yeah quincy that had a great open too where's the quincy Sounder. Yeah, that reminds me. I, now I'm looking at the Quincy feed. That's right. The Quincy actually has a feed. And uh, the Quincy theme song. And when you watch the open for the show, it, you know, it scans the coroner's office or, you know, the the room where they cut up the bodies. And uh, goes to the big mirror, which they zoom in on, and then it turns into the queue for Quincy. And you see Jack Klugman there. Oh, yeah. We scan in. Come on. There we go. Into the mirror. Cue. Oh, yeah. Then he re- puts the seat back over the body of the one guy passes out. You are about to enter the most fascinating sphere of police work. The world of forensic medicine. Hey. There he goes. Ah! Awesome. Just terrible. Tell me. Tell me that, I mean, come on. Cannon makes this. This is a big hit for Jack Klugman, though. Was this another? Who did this? It doesn't say. Look at that Quincy. I was just looking at how many episodes he has. 148 episodes. Jack Klugman made a little bit of cash off Quincy, man. Yeah, that's right. From the 70s into the 80s. Yeah, by the 80s, though, Jack was still, you know, the single 
medical examiner Quincy M.E. <laughs> investigating cases and didn't did, was he he lived on a boat right Quincy did Quincy live on a boat I think he did I think he lived on a boat and then who was the one that lived in a camper in the parking lot oh that was uh Trapper Trapper John M.D. Trapper John <laughs> he lived in a in a camper on the parking lot of the hospital so just remembering old TV shows but that theme song come on now canon is like world class hit compared to the quincy theme i mean please where was i oh yeah brian landry we don't know where he is (laughs) all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh oh, that's pop nice that's the deal that's you know what that's a diet dr pepper now you tell me the sound of the Diet Dr. Pepper can. If they become a sponsor of Chewing the Fat, it sounded wonderful. But they're not a sponsor, so it didn't pop nice. You can quote me on that. Still pretty darn good, though. Still pretty darn good. So... This story, I've been, <laughs> you know, I've always wanted, if you're going to build your own home, if you're going to build your own home, don't you want a big shower so you and your wife can shower, you know, like the maybe a, a, a shower that's for two or two, at least two people with shower heads that clean you. I mean, you want a car wash shower. And you want to be able to walk in, like you know, you don't you don't have to have the big closed door because you want to walk in from one end, and the shower heads and blasters are down at the other end. So you you know you walk in. I hate having to open and close sliding doors and stuff. It's just agonizing. And then you want in your you know for the if you're if you're building your own house, you want a urinal, and you want a uh, a toilet with perhaps a uh maybe more than one you know a couple of toilets and a bidet course and you know a couple of sinks and then you're good right and now do you want the toilets separate like in separate stalls or rooms in your bathroom or do you want them you know just a wide open bathroom because I'm I'm listening to a I'm listening to a podcast called Why Won't You Date Me? No, I wasn't listening. That's just Megan Trainer was on a podcast called Why Won't You Date Me? And uh, I'm sorry that I have not listened to it yet. But uh, she was, according to the headline, superstar Megan Trainer. It's all about the base Megan Trainer. So I don't know that she's done anything great but it lists her as a singer songwriter television personality so congratulations anyway she was discussing on this podcast about her bathroom details with her husband right and she talked about how they were building their new home and how uh you know they have their baby now and she said nobody knows this but in our bathroom there was one toilet and a lot of time in the middle of the night when we're with the baby we've got to pee and 
So I was like, can we please have two toilets next to each other? And so they got two toilets. I mean, you know, hubby was like, well, sure, Megan. Oh, you know, what are you going to say? No, of course. And uh, so they have it together. Now, in her podcast interview, we they talked her brother was on the podcast too i you know ryan i guess you know ryan is a great guy love ryan the brother to megan superstar singer songwriter megan trainer he was on there too and he said you guys are a bunch of weirdos (laughs) yeah okay because she talked about how they absolutely have you know gone number one multiple times together but they have only gone number two a couple of times together i think she said in the the podcast why don't you date me i believe she said that they've only done it twice so i don't know that i'm up for that I want to be clear about that. I don't know that I'm up for that. Because that's that's my time. That's my time. Oh, geez. What did I say? Chris Corby, what did I well, say? I'm just wondering, are they like side by side so you can hold hands? Are the toilets yeah. facing each other? How, how is this laid out? I'm, it doesn't say. But I'm guessing they're side by side. So, so do guessing. you hold hands then when you're doing? Well, yeah. She was saying that they help. You know, they they got into this because they were in the middle of the night and they want to hold the baby. So it's like, here you take the kid. So they're able to, you know, go to the bathroom together, and you know, toss the kid back and forth. What a good time for the kid, huh? Then on a crib? I guess not. No, I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, no, I, I'm I was gonna say no to that. I'm okay with the two, with the two toilets. I love that idea. I, I do. I love that. I love the idea of the two, you know, the bidets and the walk-in showers and the and the urinals. Oh, you got to have a urinal. If you're going to build the home, put it in the urinal. But side-by-side side where you can hold hands, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, baby. For those of you listening live today, the 13th of October, 2021, uh, you are now going to be able... On your Twitter accounts, and my Twitter account is at JeffyJFR, you are now going to be able to, well, I'll say what Twitter calls it. They say there's a new level of control when it comes to managing followers. So you're going to be able to remove followers manually without blocking them. Why would you want to do that? I don't understand. The point of being... See what they're, they're, they're trying to make it so that it's not all about the base. Oh, wait. Where's that Megan Trainer again? It's not all about the likes and the, the retweets and the followers. Yes, it is. That's the point of it. Why do you think we have... Uh, it went viral. Every platform has it. It's insane. Why... The point of having a platform is to have followers. So why do you want blocking them? Maybe I understand. I kind of like, I like muting them. If you know, it's how you have the call, you can mute them. I don't do that. 
I want to. I don't care. I want to see. I, I don't care. I really don't. I, I just you know. I've there's plenty of hate stuff. There's plenty of other stuff, adult stuff that comes through. Sure, I delete it when it's done. Absolutely, you can't. <laughs> Man, that's why I'd want to stop a get rid of a follower when those followers are sending me stuff because you can't tag people in tweets if you're not a follower of them. Wait, what? Yes, you can. I don't understand. That doesn't make it does, I don't I don't get why that's a thing, but now anyone can trim unwanted followers by going to their profile and clicking followers, then clicking that three dot icon and selecting remove follower. What it doesn't say, though, is if I remove you, are you able to come back and follow me again? So if I remove you and I go, hey, I thought I was following that guy. And then I go back to follow him. Does it say, Jeffy JFR removed you. He doesn't want you as a follower, loser. Or am I able to follow that person again? And I, then I have to keep going back and anyway, I thought I already told you I didn't want to follow you. So I got to follow you. I have to keep on my followers like that. That would make me mad. I want at least a, like a 30 day window. Oh, if I delete you, I don't want you to be able to follow me for at least 30 days. So if I go back in and follow Jeffy JFR and that guy, <laughs> he pisses me off. If I go back in and he's, and, I, and he's dumped me, I want to be able to just not be able to have it happen for 30 days. Just, I can't, I follow him. Oh, that bastard dropped me. I mean, you'd know right then, right? So, again, I can't figure out why you'd want to do this. I really can't. It doesn't make any sense to me why someone would want to do it. If you if you if you know a reason why, email me. Chewing the fat at the Because I okay, so according to this, some users resorted to a workaround called a soft block, which entailed blocking an abusive user, which removed that person from the list of followers, then unblocking them according to TechCrunch. I mean, abusive followers. If you get that butt hurt from a tweet or an Instagram post or a TikTok post or a Facebook post or a parlor post or a gab post or whatever little social media account you're on, you need to get over it. That's seriously, there's, you're the one with the problem. I, I, I don't understand. I see my, I see, I see my daughter start and my wife too. Now that I think about it, they start to get butt hurt and I'm like, stop, stop. A, you're barking up the wrong tree over here. If you want me to start feeling bad. Because I don't. Okay. Here's what you do. 
Here, I'll, and I'll even demonstrate for you here on Chewing the Fat. I'll demonstrate what you do. All right? You've got your handheld device in your hand like you're like it's supposed to be held. And you read something that you go, I can't believe that. Now, do you respond? Do you block? Do you cancel that follower? Or do you go, push the back button, set the phone down, walk away. It's just that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so our girl, Demi Lovato, told uh, Australia's pedestrian TV that uh, she believes the term aliens is a derogatory one. I think that we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. Now, was she talking about the Haitians coming across the border? Was she talking about the actual Mexicans coming across the border, the actual Guatemalans coming across the border. Well, kind of, but she was specifically talking about extraterrestrials. We can't call them aliens anymore. It always connotes, this is Demi talking now, it always connotes foreignness, which is, well, alienating. So I think Demi may be microdosing again. Maybe she's upped the dosage on the microdosing. But she's, of course, promoting her new alien show on Peacock called Unidentified. So good for her. And congratulations, Demi. Go ahead and up the dosage. And we won't call extraterrestrials aliens anymore. Congratulations, too, by the way to William Shatner and the rest of the crowd that was on the Blue Origin trip to space. You know, today, uh, it was postponed again until, I don't know, like 9.49 a.m. So it was postponed again because of weather. So we're not ready for prime time on the space theme park rides. And, you know, but the, it happened. It did seem, you know, I know that it's approximately a 10-minute ride. But it sure felt shorter than 10 minutes. Am I talking to my wife now? It it sure felt shorter than 10 minutes. I'll tell you that. Uh, it was they were up and then down and that was it. I am talking to my wife, I think. Anyway, uh, congratulations. The ride is there. They they go up and they float around for a couple of minutes and come back down and you know they pass they go into space i guess they pass the 
Kegel line or the Carmen line or whatever they call it that the, constitutes it being space, and they come back down. So the world is happy, and Bezos got his William Shatner going into actual space. Captain Kirk actually goes into space, and they took off from Blue Origin Launch Pad 1 in West Texas, and then they land out in West Texas again in the middle of the desert. And congratulations, anyway. It happened again. Space ride number two for Blue Origin. Came off without a hitch after being postponed for longer than a day because of weather. Kind of sad, actually. And just as a side note, it appeared to me that it takes, you're in the capsule of Blue Origin on the ground before takeoff, longer than 10 minutes. You're on the ground in the capsule after you land back on Earth longer than 10 minutes. I mean, you're in the capsule for a long-ass time. But the ride itself is only approximately 10 minutes. We'll see. Uh, it looked like it took a little while to get uh, Captain Kirk out of the capsule. I don't know if he got locked in and couldn't get out. I don't know if there was a big mess that he was embarrassed about. We'll find out, I guess. But it took quite a while to get the old Kirkmeister out of the capsule. And we'll see because, you know, they had uh, Audrey Powers, which was one of the Blue Origin vice presidents. They had uh, Chris Boshin from Planet Labs and Glenn DeVries from Metadata went up as well. So, uh, you know, of course... Jeff was there hugging and congratulating everyone because he wanted to be, you know, this is his deal. He's been fighting Elon for quite a while. One more thing about the Blue Origin flight today. When Captain Kirk got off the capsule, he appeared to have a look of, that was it? Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me. Would I do it? Absolutely. And now there's proof positive there's fat guy seating. So I'm in. So as I'm watching William Shatner, I gotta, I can't stop thinking about William Shatner now. So I'm thinking, you know, first of all, I know that he's Captain Kirk and we love him and Star Trek is, you know, all, you know, all knowing, all seeing space travel. We love it. But William Shatner, you know, while we love him, I don't necessarily think he was that great of an actor. Right? I mean, come on now. Come on. Seriously. And so I was thinking that his best roles, right? So he was Captain Kirk. That's obviously the role that he's known for. But then he was uh, the host of some bougie show, right? What was the show? Rescue 911. Yeah, Rescue 911. He was the voice of that or something, right? He hosted it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry I missed that. But then, of course... T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker. That was it, baby. That was a that fantastic show. Plus, that introduced America to Heather Locklear. I mean, come on now. And T.J., at that time, T.J. Hooker was the guy, and he would throw his nightstick, and people would be running away, and he would throw the nightstick and trip them. And I loved that move. That was awesome. But that had to be in the, that was that show was what, early 80s for him? 
So I got so what's the same five. I got to look up T.J. Hooker. No, not that Hooker. T.J. Hooker. Search engine's going a little crazy. Start putting the words like Hooker in there. Oh yeah, Heather Locklear on T.J. Hooker. All right. So what was the? Th- I mean, that was five years, five seasons of T.J. Hooker. Holy cow! From eight, 1982. Wow. What was the theme? Hold on, another 80s. This is 80s. This is the 70s, though. Oh, yeah, come on. Cop cars rolling out, jumping across buildings. Oh, he looks great there, too. TJ Hooker. Oh, riding on the cars. That's right. He would jump on the cars. Awesome. <laughs> Always jumping across the car hoods. Awesome stuff. Oh yeah, who's that? Adrian Zemed. He was the yeah, he was the hot looking young cop. And Heather Locklear. Yeah, there's not a lot of police officers that are Heather Locklear. I mean, I think we can we can all agree on that. All right, that's enough of William Shatner. I just you know. For two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to ride on Blue Origin, it does seem a little overpriced. Maybe it's just me again. I don't know. If I had the extra two hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, I guess. Yeah, all right, let's go. But I mean, if Bezos calls and says, "Hey, Jeff." We want to promote fat people going on our theme ride. Can you come and do it for us? All right. I'm in. Do you have an elevator to go up to the capsule? Because I'm not climbing all those stairs, bro. That's not happening. We need to, I mean, we need to put an elevator in. You have enough money to put an elevator in to get us up to the capsule, okay? We don't need to climb all those stairs. But other than that, I'm there for you, Jeff. No problem. But... To actually scrimp and save to go on the theme park ride of the Blue Origin. Or the Virgin Galactic, really. I mean, at least Elon is putting people into space and they're orbiting the globe. Right? He's putting just regular Joes. Well, you know, kind of. uh, Orbiting the globe. Branson and Bezos. And then you're done. And it's over. That's the that's the actual sound from this morning. Blue Origin uh, from West Texas. And then that was it. Thank you. Thanks for coming, Bill. We appreciate it. Is that it? Yeah, you had ten minutes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Okay, so I don't know what made me think about this story, but did you see um, over the weekend where a twin-engine airplane fell in a neighborhood, crashed in a neighborhood, and exploded? It was ugly, and people died. It was sad. I know. But there's a 13-second video of the crash, and you see the plane crashing into the neighborhood. It does a nosedive, hits the ground, and it didn't explode right away. All right, so at least two people have passed away from the, from the crash. 
All right, it, and obviously it you know banged up a little bit of houses in the neighborhood. So apparently the Cessna slid down the street, clipped its wing on a U- UPS truck, and then the fuselage dislodged and barreled toward homes. And uh, I mean, it's sad these people died in the crash, but. I think about that all the time. We've talked about it before. I mean, I drive to and from Mercury Studios here, and I pass one of the largest airports in the country. And land-wise, it is. I mean, it's as big as Manhattan, the island of Manhattan. But anyway, and it's in like eight counties of Texas. I think I think it is. I think it's eight counties. I think DFW is officially eight, eight counties. Two? I don't know. It's eight. They don't know what they're talking about. It's got to be. It's got to be like multiple hectares of uh of land that dfw is on but so but i mean planes are i see them flying over the interstate all the time and they got them rode up landing i mean they have two or three landing strips they, they roll them up in the air man they got them backed up so and I, especially some afternoons you know the shadow you're driving along the interstate and you're perfect as the plane comes over and the shadow comes over you and you're like so, I mean, that's not a little Cessna. Those are a little bit larger than the Cessnas. So, I mean, what would happen? It would not be pretty. You can quote me on that. It would not be pretty. Now, there has been a big crash there. That was a long time ago, though. It's been a long time, right? Because they had the, it was right by the big tanks that are along the interstate. Did anyone, uh, was there anybody on the plane or was it just flying by itself when it crashed? So, I mean, we've, I'm sure we've lost lives on it. Right, I don't remember what it's what the crash was or anything. It's obviously I could I could look it up, but I mean it, it has happened before. But it's been a while. So, and I would you know what made me think about the crashes though is uh, remember Pan Am, Pan Am. Oh, you know they're completely out of business now, but they had a few crashes that you know put them under. And we got to talk about that too because Pan Am. Speaking now, I'm bitten back to Bezos and Blue Origin again. Pan Am had people reserving spots to fly to the moon back in i don't know the 70s or 80s i was just reading a story about that we'll talk about that tomorrow on chewing the fat the pan you could where you could register i don't know you know most of those people probably now are you know either gone or william shatner you know in the 90s 90s age group but i don't know they didn't have to pay any money they just had to register so they weren't taking people's money yet, but they believed that people were going to be flying to the moon. <laughs> we can't even, I mean, in today's world, and that's it. With, uh, you know, Branson and Bezos doing nothing but 10 minutes. We can't even do that. It's just embarrassing, really. And and Southwest Airlines, speaking of airlines, I saw the, the head, the CEO of uh, Southwest, blaming uh, he was saying that there was no sick out this past weekend it was due to weather and they were backed up all weekend and, and he was saying that you know when airlines get backed up it takes a couple of days to get them back to normal and he said that they were back to normal he blamed he said he's trying to not get people fired but he is going to follow the mandates from the government because he's taking government money and wants to continue taking government money. And so that means that he, all the employees have to be vaccinated. He blamed it on President Biden. 
saying that he wasn't for it, but he was still going to follow it. And he said that he hoped that he could work out uh, either medical or religious exemptions for people who didn't want to get the vaccine. So I'm hoping that they make the exemptions able to get, though, at Southwest. I mean, hopefully you sit down at Southwest and go, I really don't want to get the vaccine. You must have a religious exemption then, right? I mean, I hope that they and they make it easy so you just have to sign here and you have a religious exemption because we've done stories where people's, you know, the companies claim they have religious exemptions, but it knew it takes, you can't get it. They're not giving it to people. They claim they have it, but they make it almost impossible to get. So, especially when you have a lot of mainstream religions backing getting the vaccine so okay which is it which so i'm hoping that you know southwest does that otherwise um you know we're gonna be you're gonna be able i I mean if you work at an airline and you don't want to get vaccinated i would say this is just me thinking off the top of my head which usually works out well, by the way. <laughs> uh, I would say start a new airline and just call it unvaxxed and just let the people decide. You could, I'm sure you could stay in business. What are you flying today? Thank, thank you for flying unvaxxed. Formerly Jeffy Air. Yes, Jeffy Air sold to us because he's a capitalist and wanted to make some money. Those of you flying on unvaxxed today will be flying at about 30,000 feet. I mean, fly unvaxxed. I want that to happen now. I want that to happen. Will it? Doubtful. Okay, so apparently I've upset Chris Corby because he's, you know, from here. And I should have known what the flight was that crashed in DFW. And, you know... Hundreds of people lost their lives. Well, I mean, I'm sorry that that happened. So go ahead, give me the give me the details of flight. It was Delta Flight 191. Delta Flight 191 crash landed at DFW Airport in 1985 after encountering a microburst. Yeah, we don't want any of the microbursts. We had a microburst today with Blue Origin. Anyway, go ahead. And I've, you know what, speaking, before you talk about any of the crash, I've actually experienced microbursts at DFW. We were coming in, my son and I were flying in from, I want to say Detroit, but I don't remember what city. And we were coming, it was storming out, and we experienced a big microburst. And the pilot was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go back up and swing this thing around to the other end of the airport. And we're all like, "Uh, yeah, good idea. Go ahead with the. Well, this flight's probably why they did that. They changed training after it happened. Oh, okay. But uh, so they hit a microburst. They uh, initially touched down in the field north of the airport across the highway from the airport. And quote, Interesting. By the way, those are not fields right now. Well, not now, no. Those are businesses and homes, but go ahead. The aircraft struck a highway street light and its nose gear touched down on the westbound lane of Highway 114, skidding across the road at at least 200 miles per hour. The aircraft's left engine hit a Toyota Celica driven by 28-year-old William Mayberry, killing him instantly. Yeah, we lost him. You can, uh, you're not living through that. No, not so much. Uh, it then continued to skid through into the airport property and hit a, uh, a tank of uh, water before coming to a stop. 
And, and, and how many lives did we? Uh, what do we have? Well, the one how ground fatality. The did one we lose. <laughs> the one guy in the car was killed. That was it. And then that's awesome. Well, no, no, not quite. Oh boy. Uh, there were 136 fatalities, 25 injuries, and 27 people survived the crash. Oh, I would love to talk to one of the survivors. So, what were you thinking? <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. No, never mind. I don't want to talk to him. All right, I know we are up against the clock for today. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. You can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can always call the fat line and leave a message, and I'll try to get to your message as soon as possible. All you have to do is dial one two one four seven three five nine three five sec wait no that's sex is not the number i said six not sex duh two one four seven three five nine three five six yeah that's the that's the fat line so we lost one we lost a snow leopard a snow leopard has passed away having symptoms of COVID-19. They believe that COVID killed the snow leopard. So Sioux Falls Zoo, which is beautiful this time of year, Sioux Falls Zoo have five remaining big cats experiencing COVID-19 symptoms. Wow. Okay. Um, Are they spreading it to the world? No, you're safe. You're fine. You just you're out in the open. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? If you're going to any zoo, but specifically Sioux Falls Zoo, and you say, "Oh, look, honey, it's the snow leopards." <laughs> okay, kids, come on. We're going. We're moving along. I mean, when do you stop going? Right? Oh, look. Oh, let's go see the let's go see the elephants. They're so pretty. <laughs> Okay, kids, we're moving on. Take care. I mean, we might as well look at the giraffes before we go. <laughs> we have got to get out of the Sioux Falls Zoo, man. It's falling apart. So, I mean, <laughs> animals are starting to go. And we're starting to lose them from uh, from COVID nineteen. Man, that's why they were that's why they were giving them vaccines. And uh, I hope the Sioux Falls apparently. Did they? I think they said that they had given some of the animals. Yeah, no, this zoo has not. This zoo has not given any of the animals the vaccine. They're waiting to receive some, and they plan on giving the susceptible animals the vaccine once they get it. But uh, the zoo is outdoors. It remains open, and people are. You're fine. You should. You know, if you feel sick, you should stay home. But the animals are fine. Um, okay, they said they're sh- they're not sure. They're not sure if an employee or a visitor passed the virus to the animals. Only one staff member has recently tested positive. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Sioux City Zoo. We appreciate everything that you've done for us, and we. <laughs> Enjoy your day. (laughs) 
incredible. One more animal story before we get out of here today, okay? And I really, this, this story's been bugging me. I did it this morning on Pat Unleashed, my Chewing the Fat segment, and uh, you, can, you can watch that. But I've got to do it today here on the real Chewing the Fat. Yeah, you heard me, the Pat segment. That's not the real Chewing the Fat. Well, maybe it is. But uh, the, in Colorado, there's been an elk wandering around Colorado, and he's had a tire around his neck. He's, been, he's had this tire wandering around his neck, and he's been wandering around for two years. And they call it the elusive elk. Yeah, because he doesn't want to get caught by you people, okay? Maybe this time we should have listened to the animals and decided, you know what? Let's let, let's let the elk go with the tire. But no, we as humans decided that we wanted to get rid of that tire on this elk. So when they spotted him this weekend, they called the authorities and they tranquilized him. And then they realized... Oh, we can't just cut the tire off of them. It's a steel-belted tire. So they couldn't cut through the tire. So they had to cut the antlers off of the elk, too. So now the elk, who was apparently using the tire for a little elk bling, and he had the antlers, and he was, you know, that's his way of getting elk business, a little elk love, is gone now. And now not only did we take the bling... They had to cut off his antlers, too. It is going to be a slow business winner for this elk, man. I feel sorry for him. I do. So the next time you see an elk with a tire around his neck and he's got horns on, maybe I'll just let him alone. Just let him alone. I mean, they in the story, they talked about how animals, they found different animals like underneath trampolines and caught in basketball nets and caught in you know tennis court nets i get that you know that those are those are accidental i mean i, I doubt that an elk is going to walk around with a trampoline on his head maybe maybe in today's world who am i to judge but when you have an elk that's specifically using you know tires for bling and he has and he's got his horns all scruffed up from scraping them on the trees and trying to get a little elk business, how about we let them alone? All right, just let them be. Again, maybe it's just me. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.